So at our house, we've pretty much got everything ready for Christmas. You know, we've got the lights up, we've got the tree, and the decorations around the house, and the stockings, and all that kind of stuff. And my son, Patrick, who's three, this is kind of the first time he's really aware of what's happening at Christmas time, but he's not still 100% clear on exactly how it works. Because every morning he gets up and says, did Santa bring presents? And he runs downstairs and looks at the tree, which is bare of presents, and goes, <sighs> and so we tell him, no, no, not yet. We still have a couple of more weeks to go. He's not 100% clear on the whole time thing. Uh, every day he wakes up and also asks, is it a school day for me? And most days the answer, of course, is no. So we, we're still working out some things like time. But Patrick is kind of, he's waiting, right? He's waiting for this Christmas to come, for Advent to be over, and for the, the thing that we have been expecting to have finally arrived. And we, we know what that's like. You know, we've talked about, about waiting. Now, for me, this period of time has been a little bit different because, of course, we're in a new house, and one of my responsibilities is, is putting the lights and stuff out outside. <laughs> and, and this house is really different from the old house. But our old house was kind of like, you know, a ranch house, and this is a two-story house, and, and we had like a, some big bushes and things out front, and this house just has like little, those, those little tiny prickly bushes that don't smell very good, and like a little tree on the corner, and, and so the lights we have don't exactly go with the stuff that we have. And, and part of the display is this, this really tall, frosty, the snowman, and he's one of those like, you know, wire frame uh, things with the lights on it and as there's about 12 strings of light in the various bits and pieces and layers of Frosty and I've had Frosty for 10 years and, I, and it was given to me by somebody else I don't know how old he really is but uh, Frosty's like the bionic uh, Frosty because there are no original parts <laughs> left on Frosty he has slowly been rebuilt over and over and every year I get Frosty he hangs up in the garage and he comes down in his box and we open it up and there's like lots of pieces and I test the lights and invariably one of them doesn't work and so I have to change the lights and the lights you know they're they're like those little tiny plastic zip ties the wire ties that's how they're held on there's one like every sixteenth of an inch I think and then you have to cut them all off and then you put on the new lights and you take the zip ties and you put them back on and, and every year I do it the zip ties get spaced out a little bit further but you know I, it's, it's like this thing and every year Nikki my wife asked me are you going to throw away the snowman this year <laughs> absolutely not because you know what <laughs> it's not that but it's really pretty I mean it's I love the snow. He's tall and he's big and he lights up and he's got little arms and a scarf and a, and a hat with a flower. And, and I love this Frosty and he's so beautiful, especially when it snows and the snow is all, you know, lit up around him. And, and, and no, this is not the year we're going to throw Frosty away and probably not next year or the year after. My kids, when I'm grown and gone, they can throw away Frosty. But, you know, while Patrick is learning to wait... 
and the importance of waiting and being patient, I've been learning something a little bit different or being reminded of something a little bit different and that is perseverance. Right? That, that in this time of preparation for the coming and, and my role in that preparation in terms of our house, there is a matter of, of persevering through all of these things, trying to figure out how to make the strings of lights we have work on the house that we have and, and replacing all of the little bits of frosty that need to be replaced each year. And perseverance is kind of like waiting. They're both sort of focused on something that's happening in the future. Right? You're both sort of uh, uh, forward-looking. But they're both different, too, because waiting is kind of passive. I mean, one of these days, Pastor's going to get up and ask if Santa came, and you know what? He came. It's still a few days away, but it's going to happen. Perseverance is about sort of creating that future. Right? It's not about waiting for something to come and happen to us. It's sort of about creating the future that we desire. Right? And, and one of the things that I think St. Paul is talking about today in this passage is, is this idea of perseverance, of, of creating the future that we are anticipating. Right? He says that they are to, to welcome and hasten the coming of the Lord. Hasten the coming of the Lord, which suggests that there is, there is something to be done, something to be sort of looked after and taken care of, something to be persevered through. Right, because perseverance kind of also has an edge of it's not really a lot of fun, right? We don't persevere through things that are, that are joyous, right? We don't persevere through riding a roller coaster. Well, maybe for some of us, <laughs> right? We don't persevere through eating our birthday cake, right? So perseverance also has this sense that it's, it's not the funnest thing that we could be doing, and yet it's important for us to continue to do it. My wife has this inspirational poster and it says, the perseverance is the hard work you do after the hard work is done. Which is kind of like one of those, uh, I got to think about that for a second. But, but I, I think it does actually speak to it because, you know, there's, there's, there's like the stuff you got to do and you just got to keep doing it. You know, and I've, been, and I've been thinking about perseverance a lot lately anyway because since we moved to Syracuse, one of the things um, I've been really focused on is kind of trying to be a little healthier than I was before. And so I've been going to the gym, uh, to the YMCA um, at OCC, you know, like try to go like three times a week at least. And I'll be honest with you, there's nothing I really hate more than exercise. <laughs> Maybe salad, but you know, <laughs> exercise is way up on the list of things John doesn't like to do. And yet, you know, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not 100%, but, but I've been going. And, and I come home and Nikki asks me, how was the gym? And I always tell her the same thing. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> but, you know, it's not as awful as it used to be, to be honest with you. And I kind of almost, almost uh, look forward to it and miss it if I don't get to go. Uh, but just like kind of building Frosty, there's this sense that at the end of it, I'm creating a new future. I'm creating something that I'm, I know will be worth the effort that I put into it. 
And the life of faith is exactly the same thing. That when we, we engage in the life of faith and we take up the practices of the life of faith, you know, and, and those are things like, you know, worship and prayer and, and reading the scriptures and, and serving others and being generous with our time and our treasure and our talents. That when we, we do those things, they're not always filled with joy. I mean, let's be honest with you, the, the, the workings of a community of faith, it's a human organization, and it's filled with kind of things that are a little bit monotonous. You know, there's like committee meetings to go to, and someone has to take the minutes, and, and you know, there's like, we got to like clean up, and, and you know, heaven knows, you know, like for a bake sale, how much work goes into all that, and the clean up afterwards, and someone has to come, every, did you know there are people who come every week to take out the garbage? You know, there's like a rota. You know, like with this, this person this week, this person that. So if you want to take out the garbage, for example, we can put you on the rota. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that has to happen just because we're a group of people who get together in a space. And it's not all very fun and it's not all joy-filled, but it is all really, really necessary. And then it all contributes to something really remarkable, something really beautiful. And the life of faith is like that, that we are sometimes called to just persevere through faith, right? To do the hard work of faith, of opening our hearts to seeing the world that Jesus invites us to see, to encounter people and respect the dignity of them, even when they don't seem very dignified to us. It's about, about seeing the world anew. Right? And about working to create, to hasten that coming of the Lord. Because on one sense we're talking about the eschaton, right? The coming of the Lord at the end of time when, when heaven and earth are merged into one and the old is washed away and the new comes and righteousness abounds in the land. We're talking about that for sure. But at the same time we're talking about all of the small ways that Christ comes to us in our daily lives. Right, when, when we had the lesson not too long ago of the sheep and the goats and Jesus said, you know, you will be blessed, those ones who, who gave me clothes when I was naked and fed me when I was hungry and visited me when I was sick and in prison. That kind of coming of Christ, that happens all the time. It is always before us and sometimes we just have to like persevere through the difficulty in faith so that we are ready and so that we are able to encounter that Christ who comes to us sort of unawares even. And so I, I really want to hold up this idea of, of perseverance that, that Paul, I think, is speaking to today and that, that which makes the kingdom of God come nearer. Because sticking with following Jesus, as Jesus himself told us, is sometimes difficult. And sometimes it's really hard to be loving to our neighbors. Sometimes it's really hard to be loving to our God. We don't, we're not feeling it necessarily. But Jesus reminds us that, that when we do so, when we persevere through the difficulties of faith, that on the other side is awaiting for us this bright and shining promise of the kingdom of God where there isn't sorrow or suffering or pain and where we can make a tremendous difference in making that kingdom a little more real in the world around us. But we have to kind of stick with it. We have to do the stuff that isn't fun in order that we might bring about unparalleled beauty 
and glory in the world. Amen.